0: As I'm recording this, opening statements are now underway in the trial of the three men who murdered Ahmaud Arbery. I want to try to unpack and explain my hopes, my expectations, and my fears for this trial, my deep reservations and concerns about what's about to go down. It's a stressful time, as you could imagine, for Ahmaud's family, and I want to thank all of you from the bottom of my heart, from the depths of my soul, for how you showed up yesterday and one day to bless Ahmad's mother, Wanda, with the support she needed. And I just learned that she had actually been going to work half of the day and then going to jury selection the other half of the day. And for her to be able to attend the trial, she would basically have to quit her job and we have provided her with the ability to be there and be present and not have to worry about her bills. And so God bless each of you. Thank you for, for showing up and even exceeding my expectations yesterday. This is Sean King, and you are listening to the, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The Breakdown. I've been on the road for the past few days, and so I thank you for your patience as I've been away. It's been a big, weighty week uh, for America. I mean, there's always so much going on. I mean, we're still having over a thousand people a day are dying still from the coronavirus. I often even speak of the pandemic in past tense, but it's not past tense. I mean, it is still here, still roaring, still literally taking lives. But this week, so much has gone on. Uh, we had Election Day, and I had hoped to spend some of the day yesterday here on the podcast kind of unpacking and explaining what went down. I tried to do it when I could, even on my Instagram. But I think you've probably seen enough commentary on that. Um, there were actually great victories for Democrats all over the country in local elections, even in some statewide elections. Uh in New Jersey, their governor, Phil Murphy, still won, and a Democrat has not won b- back-to-back in the governor's race in my entire lifetime. And so even though it was close, I mean, he won, and that, that's, that's politics. And so um, I don't think it was nearly the doomsday that people are talking like it was, um, but locally, Democrats won great elections all over the country, and I'm, I'm proud of uh, how we did a grassroots law and real justice. We won seventeen out of twenty-one of our elections and campaigns, which is a- about as good as we will ever. I mean, seventeen out of twenty-one is stellar. We are we are happy when we're over fifty percent, and so to go seventeen of twenty-one, we are elated with the candidates we supported. They are bold, courageous, ethical. They won't sell out. They won't they won't break or fold. And so we're happy that they will be in the government fighting for justice in all types of creative ways, which really takes me to where we are right now in the trial of the three men who murdered Ahmaud Arbery. As you've seen, jury selection, and I spoke about this several weeks ago, I was always very, very afraid of how jury selection would go down. There. There are hundreds of micro factors in how a trial goes. But there are are three primary factors. One is the jury. Another is the judge. And the last is the attorneys. And this judge is okay. And this judge is not horrible, at least not so far. Uh, This judge is not fantastic, um, but this judge is okay. And, you know, what we've seen from this judge has been okay. And in some ways that we accept that as a victory. Uh, We would have preferred someone that we were elated about, Um, but it would have been catastrophic if a horrible judge had been appointed to this case, very much as you've seen in the the murder case of Kyle Rittenhouse in Wisconsin. But um, this judge is okay. This jury is terrible. And I was always concerned about the standard they were setting for how they would choose a jury, because in essence, they would block anyone who said they had strong feelings about the case. And and here's the thing. If you are black and live in Brunswick, Georgia, where a man was lynched in broad daylight, of course you have feelings. In fact, it is wildly weird if you live in Brunswick, Georgia and don't have feelings about this case. I don't even know... You are you are either you are either lying or live in such a bubble of privilege that I am deeply concerned about how you could even serve on this jury functionally. A man was lynched in broad daylight over a year ago there in in Brunswick, Georgia. And particularly if you are black, of course, you have deeply felt feelings and emotions about this. Well, the defense for the men who murdered Ahmad struck all but one black juror from the entire jury pool. If you go back and listen to the previous episode, I said how jury pools are formed already has issues of systemic racism and bias African-Americans are already disproportionately struck. Nearly a thousand potential jurors came together and it did not represent the racial demographics of Brunswick, Georgia. And so already the large jury pool was not equally balanced among the population. And there are many reasons of that, including... Because African Americans are disproportionately impacted by the justice system in America, and if you have a previous felony or an active warrant or anything else, or if you just have deep fear of the justice system all by itself, you may you may not even choose to be a part of it. And so, African Americans are disproportionately not even in the initial jury pool. Excuse me. And because if you live in Brunswick, Georgia, and are black and were terrified and angered and distraught and devastated over the fact that a young black man was lynched while jogging in your town, the defense struck you from the jury over and over and over and over and over, and over again. In fact, striking all but one black man from the jury and the final jury in a town that is an almost 50% black. The jury is 11 white people and one black man. This jury might as well be from the nineteen fifties. In some ways we want to ah, uh, you know, if you've read my book, I have a whole chapter about this. You know, we want to think that America has progressed and that the sixties were better than 50s and the 70s were better than the sixties and the 80s better than the 70s, and that we've progressed and progressed and progressed, and we haven't. That's not our reality. And If you thought it was our reality, you have learned the painful lesson that, no, we are actually not getting better. And the selection of this jury, I would be concerned if it was 11 white jurors and one black juror. I would be concerned if it was in Manhattan, if it was in Queens, if it was in Austin, Texas if it was in Los Angeles, if it was in a city that is typically thought to be liberal, I would be very concerned. It's not in a liberal city. It's in South Georgia. It's not in Atlanta. It's not in Decatur. It's in South Georgia, deep in the country. It's in Trump territory. There are literally multiple rednecks on the jury. It is only going to take one juror to say, I just don't think they're guilty. To crash and burn this whole thing. And I, I wish I could come here today and tell you that I have faith in those 11 white jurors and the one black man on the jury to do what they need to do. To convict men that lynched a black man in broad daylight, it has been filmed. And yet, I have no confidence. Listen, if they prove me wrong, oh, God bless them. I hope I'm proven wrong. But I am deeply concerned about what I think this jury can do. I told you there are three factors. There's the judge, there's the jury, there are the attorneys. The judge is okay. You know, again, quote me on that. The judge is okay. <laughs> All right? The judge is okay. The jury is terrible. And the jury is terrible in part because the prosecution allowed it. There is a jury selection process and. The prosecution and the defense are part of that process. They have what are called strikes, where they get to strike certain people from the jury pool. And the prosecution was generally horrible throughout the entire process. Um, Again, what may be shocking to you, or maybe not, is this, this prosecution team is not from Brunswick. They are from Cobb County. You may recall that the Attorney General and Governor of Georgia removed it from the county in Brunswick, Glenn County, and and moved the prosecution team to the team in Cobb County. They have a Democrat as their DA. It's a black man. Um, he is not litigating the case as one of the prosecutors. He is frequently there, but. I went into the jury selection process with an open mind, uh, with a blank slate for how I thought they could do. And I'm at a point right now where I have lost great confidence in the prosecution. There were multiple opportunities they had to, f- to make this jury so much more fair and balanced and representative of the town uh, and they didn't and there were skills that were required motions that should have been filed in fact they should have they should have thrown down the gauntlet you know fought like hell i mean turned every stone to make sure the jury did not look like this and they didn't And that gives me great, great concern. But the defense did what they're supposed to do. Um, I loathe these dirty, nasty bigots that killed Ahmad. Loathe them. But their defense attorneys did exactly what they were supposed to do. And that's the right you are given in America. It's the prosecution that failed. So I'm concerned. I'm watching closely. And, um, you know, I have been a man of faith for my entire adult life, but I've questioned my faith many times over these past few years. But I am even back to praying for the family of Ahmad and for the outcome of this case. And if you pray, I hope you'll join me. I've got to run, love, and appreciate all of you. Take care, everybody.